Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, a podcast for myself, comedian, writer, aspiring philanthropist, Dane Baptiste, and my producer friend, Howard Cohen, a.k.a. The Hizzer. Hello. And a mix of very special guests post the questions that need to be asked. And we are talking everything from religion to rough sex to... to do you want chili sauce? To do you want chili sauce? Big question. Big question. Do you have chili sauce? Do, I have ch- do you want uh, chili sauce? I guess it depends on the meal. You know, there's only a couple of places that people are offering you that. I don't really have doner kebabs. Uh, I couldn't really work out what meat it was for a very long time. And then I remember saying facetiously when I was like maybe 17 or 18 to my friends, and I was like, dude, like kebab on a doner on the stick, it kind of looks like a horse's butt. Mm, it's gross. There's probably a horse in that. And everyone was like, Dave, you're so crazy. Yeah. You should be a comedian one day and not a virgin. Yeah. I'd be like, shut up, Alwyn. We got Alwyn. What's up, bro? And then. Uh, to questions like that, basically. Questions like that. And All then it those turns out that there was a lot of horse meat. In the donami. Yes. Am I a prophet? No. Do I say the things that need to be said? I endeavour to on this podcast. <laughs> anyway, with that in mind, on today's show, I'm not gonna lie, guys, I'm kind of biasly ecstatic about this guest. This guest is an international rising comedy star. He's appeared on E4's 8 out of 10 Cats, ITV2's Plebs, Comedy Central, he's been on London Live, ITV4, and MTV Base, to name a few of his TV credits. He's also written for BBC Radio 4's The Now Show, The News Quiz, and Nathan Caton's Can't Tell Me Nothing. Most recent special, The Comedian and His Future Wife, received five stars at Edinburgh Fringe Festival. It's now available on DVD and online download. He is also one of the Quotas Full podcast crew and also one of the first comedians, in fact, the first comedian I ever sat down and wrote material with. Really? Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, and those of you who may consider yourself to be non-binary and gender fluid, it's my pleasure to introduce Young Driss, a.k.a. Maserati O, a.k.a. Old Dog, yeah. a.k.a. Gumbaja Biamila, <laughs> Young Idris himself. That's it's right. All of the comedian. Yeah. Big up yourself, bro. We saying, we saying. Fresh out the motherland. Fresh out the motherland fresh as well. Fresh out the motherland. Fresh out the motherland. Now, this is the third, the third quote is full. Oh, I want this. this Posse. This, this body of work is going to be like my, yeah, my kind of Wu Tang. So this is the third member that's joined the crew. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, so we had wow. Ishan. K was the original. K was the original. Ishan. And we've, and we've had uh, Anfumbi. Ah, uh, from B4. Wow, you wow. literally got everyone on before. Well, we haven't God. had Tez yet. We haven't had Darren yet. Adam Rowe, he count? He doesn't count. I mean, he doesn't, he count, doesn't but count, but by the same token, though, he he's, always, he's welcome on the podcast, though. He's welcome on the podcast, but he's not quite as full. He's not the quite as full hardcore. He's cool. Nah. He has to put a bit of work. Yeah, Tez and, Tez and Darren are the last two, right? Yeah, Te- I guess Tez and Darren are kind of, what is it? They're like the... Uh, the Capadonnas and, and the ghost faces kind of thing. <laughs> trying to find, really stretching this. Really this, this. Alright. They're, they're, they're like the oxide neutrino of our so solid. Oh, okay. That's then. more accurate. Affiliated. Right? Yeah. yeah, affiliated. But then they're, they're, they're core cool members, but they had their own thing going on, I guess. Okay. I'm trying to find the what yeah. Hmm. Was Capadonna really in Wu Tang? Kind of. I swear he was just like a Wu Tang forever. But right? he was he was in Wu Tang he was in Triumph, which is one of the best Wu Tang songs I ever heard. 
Yeah, and but it was Wu-Tang, also, Wu-Tang had like 12 members yeah, who were just all around. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, <laughs> yeah. but Capadonna was up there though. But then, but then he, I mean, he had the best verse on Winter Wars though. Mm. Listeners, check that out and let me know how you feel. All little right. Wu-Tang side point, mm-hmm. if you're up for it, is now that uh, the Marvel Universe, and not giving any spoilers, has completed its latest phase. Yeah. Uh, a lot of Ghostface Killers work regarding the life and times of Iron Man make mm. a lot more sense to me now. Yeah. Cool. I never knew. That's cool. <laughs> I never knew. I never knew. I've listened back to his music. I'm like, oh, fuck, I see where that story was. I see why you were putting yeah. all those samples in there. There was an initial campaign as well. Because well, I think a lot of samples from Ghostface work is from the original, I think it was the, the 60s Iron Man cartoon. Ooh, so okay. there was, so on BBC, like if you got up at like 6 o'clock in the morning because you had ADHD and it was never diagnosed... According to my friend, yeah. Basically, <laughs> if you're up at like five in the morning or six in the morning and watching cartoons, they used to show back to back. They would show, uh, I think it was a 1950s or 60s version. And they had Thor, Iron Man and the Hulk. And they all wow. had their own Saturday morning cartoon shows. Oh, and then they'd go on and do Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Okay. And Spider-Man would work as a crime fighting trio with uh, Iceman from the X-Men. Okay. And also a character called Firestar who actually was created for the cartoon to give balance to Iceman and then found a way into comic books uh, as a member of the New Warriors. So, some, wow. this wow. I'm saying. Love so, knowledge. yeah, so little, oh, little things there. question came up when you did Mastermind. You know what I mean, bro? <laughs> How embarrassing. How embarrassing. <laughs> I actually, I, I begrudgingly watched Dark World the other day, right. following my embarrassment on Celebrity Mastermind. I'm glad I didn't watch it. Yeah, not, I'm not glad the I didn't best. watch it. Not the best. All, 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 all I needed to do was watch it to find out the, where the... Uh, uh, the uh, reality stone ends up. Mm. But other than that, I prefer Natalie Portman in closer. Time for a question. Hey. <laughs> we, we do questions on this podcast. We do questions It provides on this a framework for which us, we work from. Okay. And, and Ola, as the uh, guest, yeah. you get to go first. All right. Um, the, I'm going to ask you guys what I often say is my favourite question when I'm getting to know somebody. Uh-huh. So, Dame, Howard. Hey, man. What do you think people like about you? Oh, I really like that question. That's a good question, man. That's a really interesting question. Actually, I'd say that tells us a lot about you, which is that you're, you're interested in people. Yeah. Which I, I, I'd say is a positive quality, and maybe that's what people say they like about you. You see, you're, 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 you're doing the specific <laughs> thing that the question was made up to not do. <laughs> The whole point yeah. of the question, right? That was, I, I, that, was that was Tai Chi level deflection. I'm telling you, that was amazing. That was amazing. I almost accepted it. Yeah. Like, no way. No. Now, interestingly, that might uh, uh, illuminate. You put, you put the Jew in jujitsu there, Howard. <laughs> By the way, I'm still saying, quote is full. Where's the Jews? Like we're at least one Jew at some point. We're under threat. We're in. (laughs) We're in trouble at the moment. From all corners, not uh, (laughs) at the the levels of your people, but we definitely have. Even the middle class, middle class white people are having a go at us now. Fucking Labour voters having a go at us. So you you know, it's time to get a Jew on quotas for. But that's another issue. All right, Kate, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll make some phone calls. I'll make some Kate, phone calls. I'm just putting it out to Kate. Listen, if it's not me, pick Let's one. Go for our, we're going to go for our rabbinical Rolodex. Yeah, okay. And uh, we're going to get some of God's just, chosen people on the show. Yeah, just, just Do you one. have any specifications? So they, do they have to be Ashkenazi, Sephardic? I've got no Hasidic. beef with whoever you pick, as long as I don't think they're a dickhead. I hope that beef is kosher, Howard. Like, 
I can I can think of some Jewish comedians. You can you know you could there's a few to pick from. Yeah. All right. Anyway, um, the, the, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the the thing that people uh, will will probably like about me uh, yeah. is is that I'm very happy to make fun of myself. Okay. I think that's a that that's a quality that weirdly, yeah. Uh, I think people enjoy because then they feel less threatened. But then, do they get the real me? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, but that's a natural defense mechanism that I have. Yeah. I reckon in my yeah. life is to go. But what are you usually defending yourself from when you make fun of yourself? Uh, I'll probably be getting ready to say something <laughs> uh, that could be stupid. Mm. Uh, I did it in a meeting actually the other day. I met someone for the first time. Yeah, uh, I work in television and, and and try and sell people ideas. And I said to the person who could give me the money for the the show. And my boss, I don't think we'll ever listen to this, uh, but they, she was in the meeting. Yeah. And, um, and I said, would you rather, that we're going to play games in this show, like would you rather, you played would you rather? Yeah. And I said to this lovely person, would you rather uh, punch a baby or, or kill a horse? Um, and she, <laughs> she, <laughs> she looked at me. I don't think I've ever seen anyone look <laughs> at me that way in a business scenario. But she answered and they all did. They all had an opinion of what they wanted to do. Were they, were they, what was the answer to that? Uh, I, think, I think most people want to want to punch the baby because killing a horse is... <gasps> I'm is, quite happy to kill the horse. I was going to kill the horse. Yeah, Why man. are you killing the horse? What's wrong with you two? Uh, because you everybody needs horses. crazy glue, man. I, and I, exactly. And I like, lasagna, <laughs> I like lasagna. So... <laughs> I lasagna and babies. Also, you didn't specify the speech to the baby. Could be punching a baby horse. Mm. I'm out here punching up foals. Yeah, just for entertainment. It's kind of. Yeah, I think we all see there was a human baby, but it was a human I, baby. I, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I get the dilemma. But so but, I, I'm quite happy to put myself in the situation of uh, <laughs> of, of causing uh, a scenario where I, I would then, uh, you know, I said just so sorry. I just said something really stupid. That wasn't really yeah. what you wanted me to say. And so then I kind of will use that as a jumping off point to to take the piss out of myself. People yeah. like that. People feel less threatened. Hmm. Is that a fair well, observation? The more they threatened about in the first place. Well, I, I, I'm moderately confident about who I... I mean, that's the one thing you can't say... <laughs> one thing you can't say about me is I'm, I'm fake. Okay. Uh, definitely, you know what I mean? Uh, that's the problem. It makes people reflect on their own fallacies when mm. they see someone that does that. They meet me and I'm flawed in every way. I've got... Endless, but they're all really obvious. So you're like, yeah. oh, God, why is this guy so fine with himself? Look at the state of him and look at... Why is he... I, t- I turned up somewhere the other day and I looked like such a mess. And I realised, God, I'm, God, I'm really confident in myself, aren't I? Because I just turned up looking like a fucking wreck. Yeah. And so then, so then they see you do that. Then they feel somehow threatened by the fact yeah. that you're so comfortable by yourself. So then I, you make fun of yourself. I'll make fun of myself. And then... They're happier. That's an interesting one. It's so that's, my, that's, one. Yeah. <laughs> that's so why people self, like me. self-effacing, yeah. But, I mean, does that take any way from, from any way, uh, does that take anything away from you? Uh, no. And, and, and I'm... I tell you, the, this is, they wouldn't spot this when they meet me. You only know, just met me, Ola. But... Mm-hmm. I've got no interest in in, in in material items. I think I've talked to you about this endlessly, Dane. Yeah. Like, even if I try, <laughs> yeah. like, even if I try to have a material desire, I yeah. tried to want a television. You recently. tried to want one. So, like, I went to buy, uh, I haven't got enough, <laughs> I haven't got enough uh, shorts that I like to wear to go to sleep. Yeah. 
so I had to go to a shop to buy some. Okay. Otherwise, I would never have gone to the shop. <laughs> okay. So I had to go to the shop. Keeping the shop. A, keeping a hash shit alive. That's very, very altruistic of you. The John Lewis. I went to John Lewis because I thought I'm going to get wow. a really nice pair of shorts. I'm going to get because if I'm sleeping in these fuckers, then they better be comfortable, True. right? And I like True. a pair of shorts. True. Right. It's a little treat for the wife. <laughs> <laughs> She's got no. He doesn't. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. Give us that silky to rub up against. Yeah. Ola doesn't know, but everyone else does. Yeah. I don't sleep in the same bed as my wife. But that's oh, a, okay. Me too, man. Oh, really? Yes. Fucking amazing. Yeah, as of recent times, my baby is the landlady. She is. <laughs> she is yeah, t- tell him who the landlady is in your house, Howard. Um, uh, my wife. Okay. And then, and then, who's in charge when the landlady's not home? The cat. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Tara, by the way. Yeah, anyway. well, long time. <laughs> Long time. So, what's your reason you've been banished to the other room? Or because I fucking keep her up all night, just okay. moving around and snoring and fine. Yeah. God knows yeah. what else. Poor Tara has Miss Funnier. I can relate. Man. She she still loves me, but she loves me when she says good night. Okay, and, that's gonna, and that will help. Yeah. That will help your marriage. Help massively. Yeah, no, no. I, I get it. I, I don't think it's ideal. I think you know there's some intimacy that you would lose from it. But mm. my baby's requisitioned the breasts, so yeah, I, yeah. I, you know. It, it makes for poor sleeping for all of us what if I we, try and enforce some. When we lose in intimacy, we gain in sanity. Mm. That's I think you, by having your own personal space a little bit, our, yeah. well, our time together is so strong. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah. I was going to say that I went to buy these shorts. <laughs> okay, yeah. So <laughs> I went to buy these shorts, and I was like, my wife wanted to look at something. I can't remember what it was. So we walked through the shop once I got the shorts, and uh, and I was like, oh, televisions. The television I have is uh, a television a friend of mine gave me for 50 quid in 2012 okay. uh, or 40 or something like that. It's been around for like 10 years, this television. I was like, oh, maybe I should buy a television. Like, do you like your television? Yeah, my, mine's all right. Mine's yeah. good. So yeah. it has a function. I can, I got like a, like a, a button for Netflix and stuff. I haven't got yeah, that. Yeah, the Netflix yeah. button is a game changer. Yeah, yeah. I haven't got that. And I've also got like the button where you can like do iPlayer and YouTube and stuff. Right, too. I ain't got that. Oh, yeah, I haven't got that. I've got mm-hmm. the Apple box, which is all a little That's extra. Still cool. It's a bit of extra work now. Oh, but anyway. Yeah, that is way too much effort. When you have to like connect mm. something and then like load it up. I don't want to stream... I don't have to stream from my phone. Oh, that's the, the come on. The fixed objects of having a TV. So as, yeah. there you as go. did the uh, the um, what was it called? The Xbox Connect and the Nintendo Wii. Hmm. Well, it's too much work, man. Too much work, man. I'll tell you one thing. It's an absolute game changer now that I don't actually have to turn the TV on and go to Netflix. I literally press Netflix. Right. TV comes on and goes directly to Nice, me. solid. Yeah, they've really streamlined this thing and I am so impressed. So I haven't got that. All right. And I thought I'll think about getting a new TV. Yeah. And I looked at him and I was like, oh, we could get one of those, Tara. That'd be good, wouldn't it? And she was like, well, yeah, do you really need it? And I was like, yeah, you're probably right. No. Anyway, fast forward three days. Okay. And I come home and um, what football match was on? Some, a football match was on. I was like, quickly, I'm going to get in and watch the second half. And I turned the TV round, yeah. accidentally knocking it off the table and smashing it everywhere. Accidentally. It was, this, she was like furious that I was lying to her that I, I, I had done this deliberately. And I hadn't done it deliberately because clearly I would never do that. You ain't I'm, got to lie, Howard. You ain't got to lie. <laughs> I'm not wasting my money. You know what I mean? Anyway, this is the biggest joke of this. This is the biggest joke of the story, right? You think I'll go and buy that sick telly that I was talking about? Go and be a consumer, right? Nope. My brother-in-law lives ten minutes down the road. He's got a massive telly under a bed that he hasn't used for a decade, and I took that and bought a stand for it, fifty quid. And so I sp- the two TVs I bought in my adult life have cost a hundred pounds, and um, it's a really nice telly. Does it work? Oh, it's fucking. You see the I watched Attenborough on it the other night. Not him. Oh, so it's one of his shows. It's still yeah. nice HD. Oh, it's beautiful. Fuck it then, man. Why go buy? So I'm not. To be honest, though, TVs have reached a sort of 
limiting mm. factor of what? like what they can do. So yeah, now yeah. they're just like adding stuff on yeah, yeah. that I've never wanted. Ultra like, so 4K HD. Curved, and now yeah. it's like, you know, UHD, yeah. 4K. I, I, I think it's the issue. Television is now wearing a ball gown but has nowhere to go. Mm. It's like, right? It's like TVs have the capability is amazing, but yeah. it's like because everything content is saturated, they're like, mm. It's like I just watch the box set that I like on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> because like, oh, whenever you watch these yeah. the TVs demonstrate their like efficacy, it's always like, ah, oh, this is what a wildlife show looks like. Mm. This is how good a football match looks. Yeah. I don't really need to see people's blemishes and pock marks on their faces on shows. But going back to my original point, I, I'm such a bad, I have no desire for any material items that when you see me, you... you this is what you're getting. Yeah. I've got no... I'm not trying to get anything over you. How many, how many, how many suits yeah. do you own, Howard? How many what? Suits. One, and I got married in it, and I had to buy it. Wow. Fair play. Fair play. There you go. Fair play, So man. that's why uh, people like me. I'm non-threatening, unconsumerist, okay. self-deprecating Jew. Dane. I like it. This is... Uh... Is it, you know what? You realise how that one question took me down so many different <laughs> yeah. avenues yeah, we had a breakthrough within this one and now I know you don't sleep in the same bed as your wife I know you well now I know you well now so it's a very revelatory question I um to be honest yeah I don't even know what people like about me mm. I uh if it's upbringing or paranoia or whatever I've you're I, the one I specifically wanted to ask this question yeah, to but, I, I, I'll, I'll get into it afterwards yeah, I, to... I don't even I think and maybe yeah it's upbringing where almost experiences have taught me to expect people not to like me anyway yeah so but mm. like i'd say without being becoming too pessimistic or morbid like i'd say i guess people like that i'm funny uh and uh to an extent knowledgeable but then even that but really if i was to say like what do people like most about me i'd, I'd definitely say probably that's just funny mm. and i guess some some people might you know superficially might think i'm decent looking i guess okay but i can't really but for stuff that I would consider would be attributes and yeah. aid me in terms of human interaction or whether it's on a social platonic level yeah. or on a romantic level whereby these would be things that people would find endearing or would just be stuff I have to offer. Like, hmm. I don't know sometimes because then you think sometimes, so for example, like... Do you turn it on, Dane, when you meet people? Do you turn it on? Some people sometimes, turn it on. Sometimes, but, then, but, then, uh, but that's because... Hume, but then I guess historically I would have done and Hume would have always been my go-to mm. as an icebreaker, you know, for romantic pursuit. You know, mm. Hume would be the icebreaker in that instance. Mm. Situations where I'm meeting new people, again, I'd use Hume there as well or be sure. in, 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 well, outside of my comfort zone. Now that I've been able to embrace that as my livelihood and part of my career or raising Detra, then it's allowed me to be a lot more genuine with people sure. and not have to just rely on it. And, you know, once you're involved in like public speaking at a certain level, then I guess I find interacting with people on a more intimate level less daunting than it used to be because I'm no longer hiding who I am or repressing a part of a part of myself that I would, I'd done before I discovered comedy. But I'd say, like, for example, it's like, you know, someone might be like, oh, you want a guy is nice, someone's intelligent or smart. Yeah. And initially I'd say, yeah, people like that. But then, but then people will turn around and say stuff like, oh, I don't need you to tell me I told you so. I don't want a lecture from you. Yeah. Hmm. So then I think, well, I, I don't know how attractive a quality it is. Yeah, I also like to say that I'm, I'd like to think that I'm loyal to people I care about. Hmm. But then even then to the point, it's like somebody might come to me with a problem. And I guess I understand they're venting. But I've always been of the position whereby rather than somebody have some lament and be like, and then internalize that, then that materializes in some other way. I'm like, fuck that shit, let's solve it now. 
Yeah. So, for example, like if I, my partner, for example, is like I'm having a hard time at work, or yeah. mm. I'm like, well, we can go there and talk to this bitch. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but she's like, you mm. can't do things yeah, like that, and yeah, this and, is and, protoc- and protocol see. and stuff like that. So, and it's, I've also been historically like sometimes with my friends and my, even my housemate have discussions where we've had full blown arguments, and I've and it's taken a while for me to understand sometimes when I appear to be reacting negatively or angrily to something, sometimes I get angry on his behalf, in that like. He may internalise, he may not deal with something a certain way. But I'll be like, fuck that person, they shouldn't treat you like that. You don't, because as far as I'm concerned, if I value people, mm. people outside of that paradigm who don't value people in the same way, mm. I'm like, fuck them. They shouldn't be around you. If they do not understand what you're able to offer them and you are benevolently giving a part of yourself to another human being and they, yeah. and they, and they, and they, and they are tri- trivialising that, mm. that person doesn't deserve to be around you. Because I'm close to this person, I get offended on your behalf. But people interpret that as me being aggressive mm. or bullying. And I don't know, and maybe it comes from the fact, you know, my... In the same way that my older cousins or sisters, they'll give me a hard time. Mm. But if someone else outside of my family gives me a hard time, they're getting it 10 times worse. And that's just a sensibility that I guess I've taken from my family, whereby, like, if I'm close to somebody, and not, I'm not this is not from the... Do you realise you spent, like, a good 60% of this telling me what people might not like about you? Yeah, because I'm... Cause <laughs> the, 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 the question still stands. <laughs> what do not, people not like? like just said, people, what do people like? Ah, just, you I'm, don't have to qualify. You don't ah, have cool, to cool. give a yeah, butt. Yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. have to give a, like, a, a pivot and, like, a... A justification. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Your whole energy got taken out by that question in the sense that you became very apologetic when you asked, answered it and you, you almost felt like you had to qualify these reasons. The, uh, and the reason why I specifically asked you as what do other people like is to take it out of your hands. And so for one reason, you have to be submitted to what other people have said about you, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. Or what other people have shown they liked about you. And, you know, uh, what Howard did was interesting because his first one was to be like, "Well, that's what people might like about you." But it's like, okay, no, we're talking about you, dude. And you know, obviously, you're 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 talking about a very like minimalist approach to consumerism mm. and, and all these kind of things. And so it's almost like holding on to all of these compliments and stuff. You you needed to first of all like. But then, but yours, Dane, is is so interesting because I know that when I listen to your um, comedians, comedian. And Stuart made the the observation about you using knowledge as a way to, um, uh, well, he he probed you on that, and you said something about how you know you like to um, use these words as a way to maybe show your uh, intelligence as a way to maybe um, endear yourself to people or a way to f- uh, provide some kind of value, and I'm like. When people answer that question to me, usually what they're talking about is where they think they provide value, where they find identity, where they find um, their own sense of personal worth. And, you know, you mentioned, you know, comedy and your your intelligence and your loyalty. Mm. But then you always qualified every single one of them with how it goes wrong and how some people might not like it and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, if you could sit in the comfortability of saying people like me because I'm funny, I'm loyal and I'm smart. If you could sit in that comfortability, I think you'd kick in a whole new level of zen as to what is going on in this earth. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, a, a point well made. And this probably is it's just from more recent is- instances where this is, the, this is the rebuttal I normally get from people. If I'm making an observation or people feel like, and I guess maybe it's the way I deliver stuff. So these instances where I'm trying to demonstrate this value, Yeah, my... Uh, endeavour is to try and demonstrate these positive attributes, yeah. whether it's like protecting somebody who I'm close to. What seems to occur more often, though, mm. is that if people feel maybe my tone or I'm setting upon them mm. or using, I guess, intelligence, which is not really what I'm to use, but I guess, but people like saying it, I'm using it maybe to patronise yeah. or be condescending. 
So I tend to get a lot of pushback from people that I'm supposed to be close to who can always perceive me as being aggressive or being patronising and people are like, I don't need you to tell me I told you so. And yeah. like this whole... And, and it, so the reason why I say to you, like it's this whole caveat of me rambling is because other than being funny, I don't really think a lot of people like me because they think I, I think I'm too nice. Okay. So <laughs> that's really the answer to the question. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. So okay. I, I don't really know what a lot of people like about me because I don't, I don't really find a lot of instances where people will give me an affirmation because even they will... Maybe they expect the reaction to it to be quite egotistical or something. Yeah. So, for example, normally people, even if I do a show, yeah. people won't say, oh, you're funny. They'll say, you're actually funny. Okay, okay. That's normally what people say. Yeah, yeah, or they'll, yeah. I'll be like, Or they'll be like, oh, I bet you think you're this now. So yeah. rather than say you were funny or that was good, like I find in most of my interactions with people, people endeavour to bring me back down to earth because I think they have a perceived idea of who I think I am. Hmm. Okay, so that's why the answer to the question is I don't know what the fuck people like about me. I mean, a lot of motherfuckers like me, man. <laughs> but fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I love asking that question. It's I a great question. It's a great question. question. And and and, and the answer I, I've only just met you, but I reckon the answer is obvious is why people like Ola. I would like to hear from Ola's mouth. Um, people like me because they find me easy to talk to and easy to confide in. Um, people like me because I'm funny. And people like me because um, I I definitely have a, a God-given grace on my life that people feel sometimes, but they can't necessarily quantify or or describe. So they just go, do you know what? Like, you know, some people say, oh, you got good energy. Or some people say, do you know what? You're a cool guy. Like, you're, <laughs> you're chill, you're relaxed or whatever it is. Like but, you know, I've, I've had people specifically say, Oh, I didn't know you're a Christian, but when I found out you're a Christian, no, it made sense. You know, like you just got a piece around you, like you've got stuff figured out, and then mm. they kind of want to tap into that, and they want, they like being around that. You know, I I I figured out fairly early on, like my whole strategy for like meeting girls when I was at uni was like I am gonna go to every party and have the best time. And guess what? Everybody likes to be around the guy who's having a good time. Mm. If you're having a great time, people like to be around you. So most of the time when I'm in my element and I'm just happy and who I am, people just find something in that. Mm. They they gravitate towards that. And I think that that's what people tend to like about me is that I'm, I'm so committed to making sure I know who I am and I know what I need to be doing in a specific time and place. And then people just, yeah, they just decide, uh, I want some of that. That's a powerful quality and, and, and impossible to, help possible to help teach. Themselves. Yeah, people want to help people that help themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah this I is like, it. I like, I like, but it's I like tough it. when it doesn't work, though. Yeah. There's many situations in life where it requires you to be able to get up and get out of what you already have. So, like, on stage, I'm very self-assured. I'm very relaxed. Mm. If I go up against an audience who just do not want to like me, I don't have that get up and turn around right. thing yeah. that some people have. I know some people <clears throat> can go to war on stage mm-hmm. and yeah, bring yeah. the audience back with them. I'm kind of like, well, you didn't like me. Oh, I guess this ain't going to work out then. Yeah. Well, yeah. Energy is yeah. reciprocal. But that's fair because energy is reciprocal yeah. sometimes. I've, I know I've had to grind out a result on stage as well and go well, through Well, yeah, this is it. So yeah. that, that, that's more to do with our outlook on life and mm-hmm. how we present ourselves. And and so sometimes I, I there are people that I know who will say to me, I don't see, I just love how assured you are on stage. You're so relaxed. You take all these pauses, blah, blah, blah. But sometimes I look at them and I go, do you know what? I wish I had some of your get up and go that goes out and sort of goes to win the audience. Whereas I know that if an audience does not like me, and I've had some instances of this, like, 
if when I go and perform in Nigeria, for example, mm. um, my deadpan approach doesn't translate very well. And I just do not have what it is in me to go out and try and win them over. So I just do me. You know mm. what I'm saying? And that, that's great for sometimes, but sometimes it just makes a terrible show. Mm. So, yeah, but you know. yeah, I guess you have, you have to be true to self. And, you know, and I guess it takes time for them. In any kind of interaction, social interaction, there's a time that is, can be required to build context anyway. So, yeah. And I guess the more in-depth you're being and the more yourself you're revealing, if people aren't used to seeing all of that and they're used to see people seeing airs and graces, yeah. then, you know... But just to give you an example, like like I said, going back to why I may have this complex, yeah. Mm-hmm. So first of like this, the free, and I was just thinking about this today as well. Like, so number one, yeah, growing up in South East London, yeah, mm-hmm. my best friend, yeah, I remember when he's uh, he had a cousin, mm-hmm. and so uh, and somebody asked him, he had asked somebody for a sweet, mm-hmm. and you know, obviously when people have sweets and like take one, and the guy's, yeah. like, I'll give you a sweet if you close your eyes, yeah. Oh, this is already sounding bad. I'm not, yeah, yeah this, I don't trust so this kid. This guy spat in his kid's mouth. Oh, what? This is where I'm from. What's wrong with fucking some people? That's what I'm saying to you. Like, I've, I've had, and also, like, I remember a, uh, well, Fuck a quite kid. a well-known promoter in our industry had said she wasn't optimistic about me doing well in this industry because I don't smile very often. Yeah. One of the reasons I don't smile very often is because when I was 17, my friend had a girl who liked him, and uh, he was also 17 and was very known for being an attractive guy. Yeah. And was like, you know, just relax sometimes, man. If you're a handsome guy, friendly, things will be fine. His face was cut open the same night. No. Oh. Yeah. So this is why it's like, it's kind of like guarded, but at the same time, it's like I'm already under the expectation of the environment that mm. I have to be on the defensive. Yeah. And this is why, like, because I get when you say, like, I like, you know, when you're. When well, you, you go like to on holiday? I can relax after a while. But then also, like, I'm known, I used to be known for being very absent minded. And, um,. Mm-hmm. Last year, I lost my laptop, oh, wow. my, my Kindle, wow. iPod, yeah. another Kindle. Too relaxed. Which two I got Kindles. back. Got, got one Kindle This guy's back. got two Kindles. My goodness. Right? I mean, that's what, and one way of looking at it is like the fact that you can afford to replace some of these things is a massive blessing, yeah. which mm. is something I'm learning to do a lot more. Anyway, on holiday, and uh, had sunglasses that I bought, and like had not been on holiday for ages, finally could afford a nice pair of sunglasses. Yeah. When the sea with them initially, it was fine. Yeah. Tides changed. Lost my sunglasses in the sea. Yeah. Fuck. Woman in the sea laughing in my face. Wow. And basically, in my head, it's not so much losing the sunglasses and I'm, I'm that pained about material goods. Yeah. But it was just a reflection of a bad quality I have of being absent-minded. So I start hearing like my mum being in my head being like, this is why you can't have nice things because you don't look after it and you're yeah, stupid. Yeah, and, then, yeah. and then and I'm always my worst self-critics. I'm like, this is why you shouldn't have nice things because you think you're too nice. That's what people say about you, you're arrogant because you can afford an expensive holiday and you can yeah. afford these D&G glasses. Now you're a dickhead and you're, you're supposed to be someone that cares about art and all you care about is material goods. That's why you lost your glasses. So then I start spiraling. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hmm. Uh, I my girlfriend thinks it's about her. And it's okay. not about her, it's about me, because I'm like, you're fuck up. Why are you, like, you're almost 40, are you fucking up, like, over something so stupid? Mad. Any idiot would know, Dane. How can you be intelligent? You don't know to go, when it's a high tide, not to go into the sea with your fucking sunglasses on. So you spiral more. <laughs> you say, this is why people don't like you, because you're stupid, and you waste money, and blah, blah, blah. Oh, blah, look, blah. we're not going on holiday with Dane. If that's, <laughs> we're not going on holiday. <laughs> I was, I was fine, no, but it's, it's like, yeah. I'm just mad at myself. I'm not, I'm not like, fuck it, holiday's over, but it's yeah. just, you just think, oh, man. You Everyone could, back to the what chalet. Could, what could be a perfect holiday is just ruined by your own stupidity. Mm. And, yeah. I, and, I, and I don't take that, that seriously, but I, and I shouldn't take it that seriously, but it's, it's one of these things where it's like I try and be as mo- self-critical as possible before I meet people because I think by being more aware of your flaws and being mm. self-effacing, then people don't have to be as guarded around you. It's a good but, way of looking at it. Yeah, yeah but, but, but me, like, yeah, some experiences whereby I try 
yeah, to uh, rather than assert a lot of positivity because mm. people perceive that from me as arrogance, I'm trying to be as aloof as possible. I think... That's a fucking good question. Though. It's a great question. And Ola, I think, is the kind of guy, this is the biggest compliment I could pay you, that is, if, if my mum worked at your <laughs> at your local supermarket, I hope you were one of her customers, you know, yeah. today. Because he'd be, be good. You're the guy who talks to the person, right? You don't just fucking... Yeah. There's a load of people who <laughs> blank the shit out of everyone that serves them in a supermarket, right? I am begging for a bit of human interaction. Just give me a, give me a chat. I just need yeah. a way in. That's just it. Just give me a chat. But Whereas the thing is... Like, I'm the people... person who's like... If you're going to do that, I want to be in another queue. <laughs> well, the thing is, the weird thing is, when, when some, there's times when people want to like have a conversation with me and I want to have one back mm. and, you know, they'll misread or something like that and be like, well, yeah, he wasn't that interested or, mm. you know, I also come across arrogant to a lot of people as well. Yeah. But the thing is, like, I genuinely, like, I'm the guy who would talk to you on the plane because I want to talk to somebody. I want to mm. have that connection. John Candy. John Candy, Planes, Trains, Automobiles. He sounds like that as well. And I think the first time me and Ishan gigged together, we went to, um, I think it was Hamburg. Yeah. Nice. And, you know, is the loveliest person. A very nice man. And uh, he sat down, he's like, hey, how you doing, blah, 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 blah. And I said this to him, with no malice in my heart at all. I said, do not feel obligated to speak to me on this flight. Bad. I don't want you to feel you have to make any awkward conversation to like yeah. icebreak. I'm happy to be here with you and we can comfortably sit in silence. Not because I didn't want to hear from him, no. but I'm this. I find the yeah. whole process of the of fake and small talk and stuff so uncomfortable. Oh, I hate that. that, that, well. that yeah. I, I guess I try to give people this thing where I'm like, I want to provide a situation where you don't have to observe these normal pieces of etiquette that you find uncomfortable because mm. I value my own personal, spiritual, emotional comfort, and I always want the same for people. Which is why, going back to what I was saying to you before, when I said to people. If you have an issue or a, a proverbial monster in your closet, let's go and kill it now. Because mm. I, I, I'm aware of what it's like when you're dealing with inner turmoil and conflict. So I always don't want that for anyone around me. So that's why I'm, even though people like, sometimes people just want to vent day and I'm like, well, what's the fucking point if we can solve a problem? Mm. Fair play, man. I hear that. I hear it's that. a hell of a question. Great one question. of the great questions. That's one of the great questions. I'm going to say we were in episode like 30 something. That's one of the great questions. Ola, congratulations. I am taking that as a W. It's yeah. a big do. My question is far more um, narrow. We'll okay. see. Yeah, very narrow. Um, I want to take you back to your childhood. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Not Should literally. I lie down for this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you could just turn the lights... No. Um, so you take you back to your childhood. Yeah. And I, I don't know exactly every detail of your upbringing. Mm -hmm. We probably, all three of us, had different things. You know there I was think... a spanking in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about you and Dana. Just, I, just, I just feel like there was a spanking involved. <laughs> Basically, I want to take you back to your childhood. And I just want to give you this sweet. But if you could close your eyes... No. Um, <laughs> uh, no. They, um... <laughs> No. Well, Toys. How bad would it be if that guy grew up to actually like his mouth being spat in? He's like, it, he's if, it. if that was the fetish he developed from that moment. I mean, he is, he's, yeah. he's currently incarcerated, so I think he's oh, got good. more pressure okay. problems. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, wow. it's, not, it's not a good start Let's as, not go, as, a, as yeah. initial childhood trauma. I've got better childhood things okay. to think about. <laughs> yeah. So, toys. Yes. A big part of basically all childhoods to an extent you may not have got what a lot of people got but everyone valued some kind of toys yeah so i'm asking you guys and our listeners what is the toy that you never got because i know a toy in my I head that i, I didn't to. get and i think that maybe sticks with you in a weird way yeah i know the toy well dane's like in, off the bat knows what it is dane 
What was your toy? The toy was... Uh, do you remember Transformers the movie? I do remember Transformers the movie. Transformers the movie? Yeah. It was big. Do you remember when a Unicron is transforming Galvatron's army? Okay, oh, yep. Very specific, specific, very specific. And he basically... Movie, yeah. It was a character called Cyclonus. Okay. Who is the warrior. And he's a Decepticon that could change into like a space jet. And it's, mm. he's purple. And he's got like this little cone head thing. Okay. He transforms into a jet. Yes, I do and know that one. a massive iconic scene when he's just saying to Galvatron and these should be your minions Cyclonus mm. the warrior and Scourge the tracker and I remember my cousin being like oh my god this is amazing and uh, my cousin and I have a cousin called Marvin he's three years younger than me hey Marvin Marvin would never ever when we played Transformers would always be Autobots right he would never ever be the Decepticons if we yeah. played G.I. Joe he was always G.I. Joe I'd have to be Cobra hmm. he supports Man United to give you an idea of oh, okay yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Fair enough. despite being born and raised in London, right. okay. just keeping that background. Yeah. Anyway, going off Marvin. Yeah, yeah well, Marvin, Marvin's like Marmite, but he don't give a shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's got so a very admirable quality of his. But yeah. he, um, so he had uh, seen Ultra Magnus, who was like the generation two of like the truck who led the Autobots, like the new uh, Optimus Prime. Mm. So we're just like, this is gonna happen. We go to Huddersfield. I think we went to like a buy a Toys R Us like the day before. Wow. And saw these boxes and we're like, yeah, man, it's going to go down. This was, yeah, mm. this is going to define my life. No, I, I've been searching for meaning, but no, I found it. This, yeah. So I'm getting Cyclonus. And my aunts are like, yeah, we're going to give you some, going to go to the shop and get you some toys and get you some robots. How old are you at this point? Oh, so, uh, primary say, school. Yeah, primary school. And I'm like, yeah, it's going to go down. This is it's worth staying up for. And, yeah. And uh, the next day, they came back with some market robots. <sighs> and I mean, like, this is in a hierarchy of <sighs> fully articulated transforming robots. Obviously, transformers are at the top. Yeah. Mm. Then, I mean, pff, depending on where you're, you're from, maybe you get, like, some Gundam or, like, some Japanese stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mask. Voltron. Mask. Mask. Oh, in a, no, well, in terms of action figures, then Mask's mm. up there. But this is, like, just for robots. Yeah. Because I, I need to make that point because... We all remember Transformers, right? Yeah, yeah. God damn. We remember GoBots where we were like, oh, okay. Mm, yeah. Like, yeah. if Transformers are like Disneyland, then Disneyland Paris are GoBots. Right. Okay. Whereas, like, if someone's like, here's a GoBot, you'd be like, oh, okay, it's here, I guess. Mm. Below this were the toys that we got. Mm. Basically, these knockoffs, toys, right? I mean, they weren't knockoffs of, they weren't even knockoffs of Transformers or Autobots no, or GoBots. Generic Basically, robot. A generic robot who's transformed from a. A uh, robot to a aircraft carrier, which basically means his fucking legs open. That's all that happens. Just the legs open, and then he's an aircraft carrier. Right. Marvin's one can turn into a starship destroyer, which means his legs just open horizontally. That's just one action. One freaking one action. action. Some horrible plastic chokeables that came in the fucking box. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh. I was absolutely fuming. And you've let this go, clearly. You, yeah, man. You've moved on. It, well, it's right there with the, uh, it, with the, the cyclones right there with the Reebok pumps. <laughs> And uh, yeah, with the Reebok pumps, I'm a, I'm a freaking Super Nintendo. Well, little do you know that today I've actually got no, I haven't. <laughs> Dane Stein did weep. I've never seen Dane weep so on this happy. podcast. Imagine if we'd made that happen. Oh, the material shower, shower yeah, so I'm going to find a way so to it's, make it's right that up happen. There, it's right up there with my Reebok pumps, my uh, mm. Jordan Retro Cement 4s, and an Averex jacket. Wow. Ola. Did you value toys when you massively no. as a child? Where where, no. where where did you grow up exactly? I grew up in Croydon. Um, I grew up in Thornton Heath. And, um, you know, I didn't really even like play outside that much. So you'd think I wanted, I would probably have valued toys. But hmm. I think I, I valued computer games. Right, definitely. interesting. Um, so Consoles or PC? consoles right i was definitely a console i first console um, my first console was an atari nice I had the atari with the joystick nice. yeah. same here inherited from my brother uh yeah played yeah. asteroids and whatnot but i was too young to really enjoy the atari when i really started enjoying playing computer games was when i had simultaneously a mega drive one and two what? What? Yes. Are you Macaulay Culkin, bro? No, what? you know what? <laughs> Richie these, Rich over here. No, Michael Jackson. These are relatives. the fruits of a broken home. So basically, oh, yeah, yeah. mum and dad are okay. divorced. Okay. Same yeah. birthday, my mum gets me a Mega Drive 2 and my dad gets me a Mega Drive 1. And I'm looking at my dad sideways like, you know the 2 is out, right? Like, <laughs> mum got me the 2. Yeah. Can I'm you re- not help failing? <laughs> 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 so, but you know what it is? Like, what was crazy about it? What's crazy, like, I knew the two was out and mm. I had the two, but I wanted to play the one. I wanted to play the Mega Drive one. Loyalty to you. Do you know what it is? I, I think I valued it because my dad gave it to me. Right. And I didn't see my dad often except on right. weekends. But not only that, um, every Christmas we used to go to Nigeria. And um, when, I was in Christmas, when I was in Nigeria for Christmas, uh, we'd stay in my grandma's place and my uncle's the the youngest one was 10 years older than me hmm. so you know if i'm eight he's 18 as far as i'm concerned he's like yeah, he's the epitome of, oh, cool. of course, yeah, of course. And they had the mega drive one in their house right so for me i didn't really care that much it was mega drive two it was like it was supposed to be you know i think 16 bit or something like that like barely any difference really yeah I mean, there was no any. real difference for we're me talking, so, are we talking master system and mega drive no, no, Mega we Mega Drive 1 and Mega Drive 2. Oh, no, I do Mega remember Drive Mega Drive 2. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, sorry, I do remember. Yeah, yeah. No, Mega Drive 1 had the white button. Sorry, I was an Nintendo man. That's why I didn't really... Oh, okay, there. Yeah. So I came up on that Sega Mega Drive angle. They had the, they had the Mega Drive 1. <laughs> the flowers, the flowers. They had the Mega CD on there. Oh, yeah, the Mega CD. Oh, yeah, I remember that. They had the Sherlock Holmes game on there. You can play detective stuff. I was like, this is wild. And the graphics on that. Proper, right? Just, Mega I CD mean, graphics was I just something that time, I just, is... I just, Can I just say, like, I just recently got a box, which has helped, where I now am <laughs> owner all of a Nintendo Entertainment System, oh. a Japanese Famicom, oh, which is a Japanese equivalent, no. Super Nintendo, no. got a PlayStation 1, what? N64, oh my goodness. I got a TurboGrafx-16, where is this? What is got this a Neo thing? Geo, I'll tell you after the 
It's a bit chippity chip chip. And then I got a MAME arcade emulator. Wow. I also got you got everything. Everything we wanted as kids. A Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color, and a Man. A virtual boy. So we're talking Road Rash? I never played Mega Drive. Mega Drive. I played Streets of Rage. Streets of Rage. I played Sonic. Sonic. Golden Axe. I've got Golden Axe. I did play Golden Axe. I've now got a Street Fighter. uh, No, I've got a Street Fighter hacked Streets of Rage. So you can play Streets of Rage as Ryu and Ken. Oh, that's fucking ridiculous. Everybody rate me, cuz. Give me some ratings. I want some ratings. Hackolets. Hackolets. I want Hackolets. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) You made it, bruv. NBA Jam. NBA Jam TE. NBA Jam with the special hacks. I can't give you these people. Wow. If you question things, if you question Game's everything, now the kid at school that I don't want to go to his house. He's just going to be fucking bragging. Oh, no, he's got it. You all. can play all you want, everybody. Got it. Right. So, it's not food if Dane's family can't eat. You get me? I'm just saying we can share the wealth, everybody. We're there now. We made it. You should have brought it to the pod. There's a big old TV. I, might, there, I know, yeah. right? I might we, do. We could have had this whole conversation um, playing. But, but with that Mega Drive, I got, yeah, I got the Mega Drive. I had. They, there was the Michael Jackson Moonwalker game. Mm. I don't know if you remember that. It was, it was, game. He had a computer game, Big game. where he could do yeah. his dance moves and defeat all of those criminals from the Smooth Criminal video. Bad boy game. Amazing stuff. The arcade um, version, yeah, there was a white, the, blue, and, and red Michael Jackson as well. He's free player. Oh, my goodness. I didn't even know all that. I was playing <laughs> by myself. Because I was, when I was a kid, because I, I had a massive fascination with computer games, my mother, however, is not able to tell the difference between a uh, fruit machine and an arcade machine. Oh, okay. So if I'd, I'd be like hypnotized by seeing at the demo, and she'd be like, "Then stay away from the fruits," and I'd be like, "Mom, I don't want to hear it." <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Revenge of Shinobi. But there was one, Bad way. one particular game, Bad way game that my uncles had that uh, just blew my mind. It's called Powerball. Mm. Uh, now this is a very obscure game. It doesn't make any real sense in real life. It was mm. like a mix of like. Uh, like NFL, uh, Australian rules, football, rugby, like <laughs> martial arts. It was like no, I heard that a, game. Yeah, yeah. So it, game. you've seen it. You've yeah, seen it. So I it's like you, you score by either like kicking against the goal or running it past the line to sure. touchdown. But then there's like it's super violent on the field. They'd be doing like moves to knock each other out to get hold of the ball and run with it. And I was just like so enthralled with this. Wow. But you just, you said it to anybody, nobody knew this game. But yeah, there was game. one Christmas, I went to Nigeria and my uncles let me take the game home with me. And oh that my God. just absolutely made my day. I've still got the cartridge. Did it work? Did it work? Now I've got... And it worked, it worked in, uh, when you brought, brought it back home? Yeah, because the, 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 the system they had in Nigeria was brought for them uh, from amazing. the UK. So... Um, or, or the US, I can't remember. But anyway, basically, they had it all hooked up. So for me, it was mostly computer games that I that really had my heart like that. Mm. But the thing is, funny enough, now I don't even game that much. The last game, the last um, system that really had my heart was my N64. Oh, and that was something I asked truly my dad special. for, my truly. stepdad for, for ages. I just Interesting, because it was very expensive when it came out. It so was expensive. £65 a game, if I remember correctly. So expensive. Yes. Which is, something at the time, like was an except, well, it still is an exceptional amount of I money. I got it game. when um, I went... The day I got my N64, it was £100, and it came with one game. Mm. And that game was... Zelda? Goldeneye. Golden yeah, Knight. of course. Golden of course, Knight. of course, of course. Golden of course. Knight. I went down to Blockbuster Video. 
and I bought my N64 with GoldenEye and I lost my mind. It's... I eventually found, got the money, got another control pad and I was like, I have arrived finally. All my friends had had an N64 for cool. like two, yeah. three years yeah, yeah. at this point. Over, but it was my time. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? So I was so, and then I, I was like, I was so in love with Nintendo. Mm. Um, I was like, anything that Nintendo was doing was like amazing to me. And then I wanted a Game Boy Advance color the color ones were yeah good. yeah because i wanted to play pokemon all my friends was playing pokemon on the game boy sure i, I again i started putting my dad must have been like what is wrong with this guy i just got mdn64 pushing 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 i got that game boy got it i got it and in the same week i, I was enamored with it i took it everywhere <laughs> i went to tesco with it and i was playing with it while i was walking on the street i put it in my pocket to carry the shopping home no. And someone came behind me no. and ran off with no, it. And no. I, it was the, oh my God, I was distraught that day. I, did, I, I didn't have it for up to four days. So that's the I, toy I, that I, you I, wish you'd never got in some ways because of the sad ending to the story. Oh, yeah, that's the closest thing. It yeah. was painful because I, I got it finally. It was in my hand. I had it. It was a, uh, I had a green one. Boy. And it was beautiful. And it was like, oh, I'm finally in. I can play Pokemon with all my friends. And then, and you oh, know, no, they just introduced the wire. You could get a wire to connect your Game Boy Advance to someone else's Game Boy Advance, and then you could fight your Pokemon yeah, against yeah, each yeah. other. And I was like, I'm finally in the game. I'm finally involved. I don't think I ever made it to take yeah. it to school. I well, think. it was so much to do with inclusion toys, right? That's what. That's kind of what one of the reasons I brought this up is because I think it it, it it influenced who you became. Oh, definitely. What, you, think, what your desires were as a kid. A big part of, there's a big part of like the online gaming community who have never experienced a ghetto boy coming into a chip shop and being like, yeah, let me take one round for you, bruv. <laughs> no, I don't want to. What, bruv? <laughs> they, they don't know what it's like to like, yeah. But at the same yeah. time, you don't know what it's like to see somebody's face when you're playing Street Fighter mm. Rainbow Edition and you do 10 Hadoukens and you kill somebody in 99 seconds. You're like, that's your 20p, bruv. <laughs> so basically, because uh, gaming was a big thing for me as well, I suppose, when I, you, you mm. grew up from the toys. I didn't have any older cousins or uh, any brothers yeah. uh, to like pass on to so me to have computer game hand me downs. My first computer initially was a BBC computer. Oh wow, a BBC computer, so, like as in like basically. So the um, so A five, like yeah, and this were like A five, yeah, and it was like rudimentary enough where people could like make their own games on it and stuff and just tweak games. And you had the loading time, and literally that the um, the, the the floppy disk drive, you yeah. had to like put a clip on it to like make sure it stayed in there. Man. Then I had, well, actually, no, I had a Spectrum ZX as well, had a Spectrum. Yeah. And then around the time when, and then I was, I, and I still maintain I was one of the first people in this country to have a Nintendo Entertainment System because everyone had a Master System mm. or an Atari or a Commodore sixty four, and I got a Nintendo Entertainment System because I saw it in nineteen eighty nine in America. And I was like, I want, I need to have that. It was amazing. My wow. cousin had it. Yeah. And then. My mum, I don't know, I guess it, along that, somewhere by the time I, I had national insurance, and she was like, you're on your own. And was like, and just to give you an idea again of what you're dealing with when you're speaking to my mum, no, Dana, I'm not going to buy you a Nintendo station. <laughs> Which is a portmanteau of a PlayStation and Nintendo. <laughs> and she's like, every, if we buy yeah. one, then the next one comes out. And so you had to, yeah. I had to be creative. So I think, when, and then I got a, a, a PC which had a Pentium 100, which at the time was... It was a 486 yeah. with a 100 uh, megahertz Pentium, which at the time was like technology levels, cause. Yeah, you and then, um, bits. Yeah, and then obviously I just kind of used to mess, move with the nerds at school, man. And we used to like, they used to have burn CDs and they'd have like. Yeah, and, and, and did you ever play like Age of Empires? Oh, yeah. I, that I, was. Games, I played games like Quake and Duke okay, Nukem. Yeah. But what I, the best thing I learned Dude. from my foray with nerds was I learned how to. 
download zip and uncompress emulators and ROMs. Nice. Yes. So by the I end, I had a nice. Super Nintendo and I had a Mega Drive yeah. and I had over 100 games. I got, yeah, I got one package that was like 900 ROMs and a Mega Drive. Sweet. And, <laughs> and, Sweet. and one of the ROMs was Powerball. And I was like, nice. oh, I'm back in the game. So, Castlevania. Castlevania now, was a big game for me. That was a big game. Big Castlevania, game. Castlevania Not, with yeah. the whip. You were saying about oh, Shinobi as well. Man. Do you, do you remember yeah, Shadow yeah, Dancer? Yeah. Oh, no. It's like a like an advanced shinobi. Like nice. Google it. Shadow Dance was a it was a bad boy game because yeah, yeah. basically he had a dog. Prince of Persia is another. Prince one, of Persia was a big game as well. Big game. Echo big the Dolphin. Games. Echo the Dolphin's big game. Do you remember wow. Sonic Three? Mm. And then he had like the little knuckles. Sonic, Sonic, Sonic and Knuckles. Yeah, 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 and then, yeah. But there was another one where you could attach like a <clears> thing <throat> on top of it, and then you could play Sonic Three as Knuckles. Nice. Man, I tell you another game changing game. What's... Mortal Kombat. Because when you had a game that was a game that had a game within the game, which is, can you do the finisher? Yeah, the fatality. That's, that's a whole new game. That's a whole new game. If you press block three sure. times, you do Scorpion's fatality. Down, forward, down, low punch is a sub-zero's tips for you at home. I've loved listening to you talk about this question. I'm going to tell you quickly that the, the thing yeah, I never yeah, got yeah. was the turtle's... Van. The party wagon. The party wagon. And I never got it either. I never got that. I'm not quite as angry as Dane, but... <laughs> because my cousin was an no only child. Because Marvin, is, Marvin is an only mm. child. And Marvin's, Marvin's brothers and sisters were much older than him. Like, the same kind right. of gap between you. So, showered with gifts. Because my yeah, thing was, yeah. everyone had... The, like I said, everyone had their different collections of toys. However, like you said, you may mm. have... An, you may have a Leonardo and a Donatello, but you don't have the party wagon. Or you may have... Yeah, a, yeah. Or you may have a Lino and you may have, like, a Mumra, but you don't have the Thunder Tank. Mm. My cousin, however, he had the Ghostbusters fire station. Oh, fuck off. To give you an idea to the levels that my man was dealing with. My friend David this Chapman. My dad, David Chapman. My friend David Chapman. He, he, um, he had like mask. You know the mask mm, toys? Of course. But he had Boulder Hill. Their base of operations. And he had all the Transformers. They're not only the Transformers. Like, he, and he had like hmm. Soundwave. Who has Soundwave, Howard? <laughs> but the thing about all of this is, is just you've, you've clearly let this all go. And it's not yeah, stayed yeah. with you in any. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not stayed with you in any way, and that's nah. what's important. But the thing to me, <laughs> <laughs> the thing to me that I've, I realised when I thought about oh that turtles truck is if I'm honest with you, and this is fucking weird. I'm bad, yeah. I still a part of me still wants it. It's amazing, of fun. course, and that's, that's mental yeah. because if you bought it for me now, if you bring me the turtles party van, yeah, and you wrapped it up and you put it and you gave it to me for my birthday, Dane, I would be like, Dane, what the fuck? Why are you fucking bringing? Me? I'm, 30-whatever years old now. Nah, I don't need don't this. Yourself, but there's man. a bit of you that will What's always it? want it. And that's an ama- it? that will never reoccur. I it, tell it, you, it does, you never just reoccur. last week, I downloaded Powerball on my phone. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. I totally... <laughs> stop lying to ourselves. Don't lie to ourselves. Yeah. Because it's not lie to ourselves. I, man. I, I, da- I found an yeah. emulator for Android. Nice. I found the ROM for, for a Powerball, and I downloaded mm. it onto my phone. Listen, I you cannot- can get me Alex Kidd on my phone. We're, we're on another level. You probably can. You can. This really? All, you get, once you get the emulator, all the ROMs are out there. Oh. So, me, I can return to that point of, of being incensed, but now, I reason why... Because I never... Obviously, I couldn't make a big deal about it because my parents wouldn't have it, but I, yeah. I actually realised as well. And why I never ever occurred to me to resort to stealing or anything mm. amoral to achieve this, these material things. Because, you know, with enough time... Sure. It'll come to you, man. Like, even... I'm sitting here with a pair of Air Maxes on now. That was a dream when I was a kid. Cool. We oh, of course. Say, so, do you know how yeah. much? Uh, there was a time where I used to like try and help my mom. Like, mom, you know they sell Nike trainers in here. You know, like, as if she didn't know where they sell them. Mom, she just wasn't trying to buy them for me. Of course, the mom was the like, "The moment I got money, what do you think I would have got?" Yeah. Trust me, I might even buy a crib. All my childhood just because dreams. tonight, man. But um, Howard, 
I'm gonna remember that. It's a hell of a question. I know, I know the pain that where that comes from. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting which, you. Your did, you have, did, you have, did you have turtles though? Did you, which I, had, I had all the turtles, and I did bury uh, Raphael in the garden. at one or two want to lane in Ilford, and if anyone's li- listening, living in that house, uh, if you could dig around, find my toy. Well, I had wow. a, I had a market turtle. <laughs> Which yeah. was like a fighting turtle, not a ninja turtle or a hero turtle, yeah. a fighting turtle. Nice. Because it was a marker turtle. So yeah, shout yeah. out Raffatello. Nice. Because <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't any of the four we knew. Yeah. Um, and his, his brothers, Jerome, Quasi, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and Justin. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap up my question just for the man who brought up so many computer games that I love with just one more, which is Desert Strike. Oh, that shit was amazing. That was a good game. That is a a great game. That is a hell of a game. There's a part two as well. That that game is a hell of a game. That was a fucking sick game. Hell of a game. Because it was all all like the graphic graphic was asymmetric, so it looked 3D. It's worth having a look. Playing an Apache. That was a win. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Cyborg Justice. Oh, no. Don't even get excited. All right, cool. There you go. That was my question. Mario 3. Good question, man. When Mario 3 came out in the States and I was in there the summer that that came out, over. Game over. Game over. Literally. Um, Game over. <laughs> time for Dane's question. We've had we've had some good chat. Let's um Indeed. let's see Come where Dane on, takes us. Take cool. us take us home, Dane. So I mean I feel like it won't live up to the same levels, but um I uh am aware and I hope most of my Christian uh, most of my listeners are aware, is that Ola, as well as being a very talented uh, comedian, is also a uh, outspoken and a very devout Christian. Indeed. Oh. Um I imagine that given the uh, industry that you're in and just the current zeitgeist, that uh, maintaining those principles and navigating life while adhering to them can be very difficult, but at the same time can also be very grounding and provide you with the tools needed in order for you to rationalise and survive your existence. But, you know, as I'm sure you're aware, the world is changing and Mm -hmm. uh, attitudes have changed and even though... Uh, I guess religion and science are supposed to be diametrically opposed. There are some similarities in terms of some things which can't be explained and are rationalised as being divine, but also a level of evolution. I feel like the Christian faith has definitely evolved in many ways. Mm. I say that to say this because I feel you're probably my foremost authority on Christianity and pay attention to that. Mm. Um, And I wanted to know I might ask two questions because I'm not sure if I don't want to be, uh, I don't want to lead you into either being blasphemous or sacrilegious. Mm. But at the same time, like I said, as a foremost authority and someone who believes in it, I would like to know where you see Christianity and on a larger scale Abrahamic faith in the next century. Mm-hmm. And let's say you're made the, uh, well, I guess the equivalent of the Pope. And you do, as I said, become the foremost authority. Mm. on Christianity to the extent where people are like Ola you will now help us decide on earth the direction of this faith Mm. Uh, so how do you see that what's your I guess what's your what's your manifesto all right so first things first um the idea that religion and well the, the the Christian faith anyway and the science are diametrically opposed is a is a fallacy created in the minds of those who don't want to believe in God. Um, and so they use science as their get out clause. Well, obviously I'm still smart because, you know, I, I, I believe in science. Um, the truth is my faith 
is never was never meant to counteract science. There've been great scientists throughout history who've been men of faith. And the idea is they're asking two different questions. You know, science can tell you what. If you now try to use science to tell you why, then you aren't actually using science. What you're using is yourself. You're putting yourself in God's place. You're saying, I think the science shows me this. And therefore, this is why something happens. Faith chooses to answer the questions of why and how you interpret what you see. And science just basically gives you information information how you interpret it after that is up to you so um that's the first point I'd, I'd i'd like to make and it's one thing i want to get very straight a lot of the time because um i think one of the biggest problems faith has in today's world is that it has to deal with a lot of mischaracterizations and um and i think this is the reason why even not just the christian faith but loads of faiths codify their constitutions in a holy book because they know the propensity that people have for mischaracterizing truth for their own gain Mm -hmm. and the the reason why i believe the bible is even more powerful is because there's a christian doctrine of um the greek words are the logos and the rima of the word Mm -hmm. the logos is the um is the is the word of God. It's like the physical word. It's like taking it at face value. Uh-huh. This is what the Bible says. Uh-huh. But the Rima is the revealed word of God. That's the word from God. Uh-huh. So it's like the book is supposed to be a living and breathing um, part of our lives as Christians. So it's not just a case of, oh, I saw it said this in the Bible. No, God is using this as a way to show you in in a way that's very relevant to your day-to-day life how to go about things mm-hmm. because there are scriptures that tell you you know it's time to move on and there's scriptures that tell you it's time to sit down if you just go by the logos of the word you'd be like you can take things out of context and go well the bible says i should sit down right now and but no god might be revealing to you in this moment that no you take your attention to hear where i told these people to move on so that's one thing again that needs to be clear in the, in the way that how christianity specifically is understood you can't just if you're not a christian and you're not somebody who is walking with god your your approach to the scriptures and so on so is always going to be academic but somebody who lives a life of faith looks at the scriptures in a way that says what is god trying to say to me now in this moment that's where we should be so that goes towards answering your question as to what would my manifesto be what would my, uh, if I was the Pope or whatever it is, first thing I'd do if someone made me some version of the Pope is step down because the the first thing you need to know as a Christian is that the very essence of being a Christian is saying, no longer my will but yours, God. So now it's about what does God want? If that, Living your life according to... Um, the relinquishing of your own will Mm -hmm. and submitting your will to the will of God. So saying that, you know, if there's a pecking order here, God's will comes first. Mm -hmm. Whether or not I agree with it now becomes irrelevant. Mm -hmm. That's the first step to really living a life that is uh, under the Christian faith. Mm -hmm. So 
anything you try and do in your own strength, your own understanding, anything that you try and do in your own way of looking at things is always going to be sinful. The Bible says that if a man knows what he should do and still does not do it, that is sin in and of itself. So it's not even just as simple as like, oh, I didn't break any of these rules. It's like, if you're not going to God to say, God, what do you want me to do? And going about life that way, yeah. you're living a sinful it's life. It's about about the logos, isn't it? So someone could be like, oh, well, I don't do this. Therefore, I, by that merit, I'm a good This person. is it. And that's the reason why Jesus Christ was so revolutionary in his time, because he was dealing with people who knew the logos of the word very well. They knew how to quote the scriptures and they knew how to enforce the law. But what they didn't know was the heart of God and the ways of God. They didn't know the, the you know, the, the, the peace and the the love and the the forgiveness that was in the heart of God. What they knew was, you commit this sin, this is your punishment. Mm-hmm. And God is not doesn't work specifically in that way, because we see evidence of Him providing mercy, providing forgiveness, provi- making ways for people. So, um, for those that love Him and, and follow Him and seek Him and all those kind of things. So that's to answer your second question. What would I do? I would do everything that God reveals for me to do in that time. Uh-huh. Now, your first question was, where do I see Abrahamic faiths? Yeah, more so, um, I'll make it, I guess more specifically, I'll allow you to elaborate on it. Like, you know, so obviously, denominations become more and more numerous. Yeah, and I guess you have your more classical, like Catholicism, Lutheranism. Protestantism and and so forth, but then I guess now you have like your more Pentecostal ministries, and then Mm. like Spagnation Mm. or like evangelical Christianity in the states. Yeah, do you see there's there's a do you see there's a a long term future for that? Like kind of what do you what what would you like something like for those of you not aware like Spagnation? Do you want to do you more explain it better than I can? Really, so Spagnation is um. Is a church that's, I mean, I mean, you'd say it was based out of Croydon, but they they don't have a fixed location. They tend to use um, hotel uh, event spaces to run their services, and they have become very uh, notorious for preaching or, or for focusing on a message of financial empowerment um, and for their work in taking young men off of the streets off of a life out of a life of crime and putting them into a lifestyle of entrepreneurship and 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 christianity and their approach to things has always been uh Mm non-conventional and so in their non-conventional approaches they've now reached they've now gone about things in some ways that other christians are now saying well this is now bad doctrine this is now Hmm. you're now straying away or you're now mischaracterizing Mm -hmm. the gospel uh the sounds like they're evolving it well this is the thing the 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 christian faith was never meant to be evolved we were supposed to grow in christ Mm. and we're supposed to learn more and more about christ but if you ever take to the point where you are now outside of christ it's not an evolution it's not the proper growing in Christ and now you are adding or straying away. So that's why Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth and the life is that he's supposed to be the guiding principle. And so their version of Christianity, which, you know, is often presented by the fact that the pastor of the church drives a Lamborghini. A lot of the young boys, he's taken off the streets. He's got them involved in, um, you know, one of them set up a chauffeuring company, but a lot of them have been doing things like cryptocurrency trading and Mm. blah, blah, blah. And um, a lot of them will wear 
you know, Louboutin shoes. I was going to ask, it? Because I was thinking, and this, and I guess my duality here is, is, is it the principle of do you give a man a fish for a day or do you teach him to fish? Yeah. And obviously fish, I guess, has some relevance symbolically. <laughs> but um, more easily put, why would you buy a £500 pair of trainers when you could buy, buy crepes for the whole block? Well, so but, but, but then the same token, but, so, but I ask it in that context because yeah. it's like, is it more? Is it important more for me to demonstrate good f- fortune and then provide an avenue for people to realize that same fortune? Yeah. Or is it more like I guess piousness is the cornerstone of the faith, and rather than even think about what my feet might look like, I should be being able to make sure everyone else is able to have shoes or something. Well, so. this is this is again why it's so important to have the rima of the word mm-hmm. so that you know what God is saying to you in this situation. You know, God hasn't made everybody the same because in, in the same way that God blessed Solomon, for example, with excessive riches. Mm-hmm. He had excessive riches in, in, in his own thing. But at the same time, when the man who came to Jesus said, how can I be saved? And Jesus said to him, you know, follow these instructions, blah, blah, blah. He said, I've done all of that. Then Jesus says, all right, so go and sell everything you have and follow me. And then the guy walks away depressed. Mm. The reason why that one is, is there is because, again, it, the, the issue now becomes not what you have, but what you do with it and why you do what you do with it. Mm-hmm. And so everything that Solomon had was to the glory of God. A rich person who's a Christian whose money, if you understand as a Christian that your money doesn't belong to you, Mm. you are a steward of this resource. And so this actually all belongs to God. And so you are supposed to do with it what God would have you do with it. Then there's actually nothing wrong with you being rich because God can say to you, I want this for you. I want you to have a nice car. Mm. But if God says, sell that car today and you now don't want to let go of that car, You've now made the car your idol because you've put that car above the instruction of God. When Abraham was was begging God for a... wasn't even begging God at that point because he didn't even believe he could have a child. Mm-hmm. But he had always wanted a child. God had told him he was going to be a father of many nations. His wife had reached 90. She had, she'd been that's barren. Isaac, that's Isaac for you, so I'm, I'm aware. Man like yeah. Isaac. <laughs> so when he now has Isaac and then God says, all right, now you finally had the son of promise... You've done messed up. You done. You, you you tried to do it your own way. You tried to sleep with the handmaiden. You had uh, Ishmael, and you know then Hagar started getting bossy in the house. Started talking any kind of way. Started talking reckless to Sarah. You had to send her away to Egypt, uh, and now you, you you've messed up your household this much. I'm gonna give you that son. He has a son, and then the first thing God says is, "Go sacrifice this son." Mm. Now we all know in the end that he doesn't sacrifice the son that god makes a provision for the real sacrifice but what god was trying to what the lesson from that is if there's anything that god gives you that now becomes more important than god himself then you have strayed away from the true understanding of what it is to walk this line of faith there's nothing god has given me that is above God. And I have to be willing at any point to give it up. So if God gives me millions today and says, go and donate every penny somewhere else, God help me if I keep one penny for myself. Uh-huh. Do you see what I'm saying? That, yeah, that yeah, becomes yeah. the attitude. Yeah. So then when you now ask about stagnation, I can't speak specifically as to what God has told them. Uh-huh. But what I can say is that in some of their approaches to... Um, 
trying to uh, uh, preach the gospel or show uh, a new approach to Christian living, I believe there are some ways in which they have gone against the principles of the scripture. Um, and I believe that there are some ways in which they can be misleading to people because the, the thing about the scripture is the, the Bible never promises you're not going to have any problems. Sure. So there, there may be a time where you, you're, you've joined Spec Nation, you're, you're truly worshipping God, and you go through a tough time where there's no finances. Mm. Now, if you, if, if you go by the general marketing and image, you would think that maybe I've done something wrong. God doesn't love me anymore. God's not blessing me anymore. And that's not true. Sometimes God takes you through a dark period or through a crushing period because he's trying to build character in you. He's trying to get you to that next level of where you need to be. Oh, Lord. That's why I took my sunglasses, man. <laughs> that's why. It. Because yeah. I, I valued them over being somewhere with somebody I love he took him away total struck do you know what I mean total right? struck party wagon party wagon that was a great, was a, that was a great thing as well but the one question that I've got yeah. and, 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 and I could ask you a lot of questions but we only sure. have a certain amount of time sure. is, is, is I think uh, organised religion as a whole I think the, the, some of the battles that we face in a, in a kind of physical sense mm. on, on earth mean people some people don't reach for a, a higher calling Yes. And, and and the number one for most of us right now is going to be the fact that the the resources and uh, just general uh, state of the planet is going to expire in a, in a certain amount of generations, mm. which is something that I think climate change and environmental issues. How do you view how how do, how do you feel that the your side of organised religion is responding to that? Does it does it embrace it? Well, I mean. It- the thing is, before there was ever an issue of climate change or, or you know, um, a, an expiry date on this earth, the scripture's already been telling us there's an expiry date on all of this. Mm. It says that er- everything, this, th- this earth and this heaven will pass away. So we already, when you live, when you walk the Christian faith, you already walk with the understanding that all of this will end one day. This is all very temporal. And so this is mm. an opportunity right now to build a relationship with God and to seek the things that are eternal. And if you don't have that concept of God or something outside of this time and space and the idea of what is eternal and you, everything is everything you've invested your sense of being in is here on earth, then that provides you with a, with, with, with a dilemma or with an issue, with a problem. But for those who've never sought this as their place of eternity or their, their place of eternal relevance, mm. This is that's part of the whole understanding. It's all going to go away one day. So it's what I do now and what I do to advance the kingdom of God that that matters because the kingdom of God is is eternal. But the you know even my flesh is going to wither. My the food I ate yesterday is no longer nourishing me three weeks down the line. So I you learn very quickly that there are many things you're going to encounter right here in this time, including life itself that have an ending point that concept is is so central to understanding the how important god is as as an eternal being as as being somebody who is outside of time and and space and you know and for for, for those who are in faith and maybe more of a thinker it it provides it provides this the 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 mental stopgap solution because i don't believe anybody fully understands the full entirety of god and his eternal nature and blah 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 but it provides a stop stopgap solution as to everything that questions the temporality of this earth 
well, the temporal nature of this earth? It's an amazing question. Let the listeners say amen. 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 It's been a hell of an episode. It's been a great episode. I've, I feel like I've learned and laughed. This is amazing. I have actually really, really enjoyed this. This is a sort of thank about, you for man. coming on our show. Please, God, we got got to get the people to know where they find Ola, right? Yeah. Well, Young Driss, let the people know Young Driss. Well, they can hear, they can hear him out. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the, all my social media is at Ola the Comedian, O L A the Comedian. Um, so that's Instagram, uh, Twitter. I don't really use Snapchat. YouTube, Ola the Comedian. Uh, Facebook, Ola the Comedian. It's always Ola the Comedian. Um, but yeah, like, uh, like we plug in, we plug in, plug right away, now. man. Plug, plug. Obviously, me, Ain't no shame in the plugging game, mate. Me and Dane would be on this quotes for uh, podcast. Rapid. I, I also, I've got um a concept comedy show that I should be bringing back very soon called Sunday Service with Ola. Um, no, I did not copy it from Kanye West. I was doing it before his one. I can vouch for that. That's yeah, true. Good, and good. Dane did it and Dane was dope on the show. Of course he was. Um, every single Super time. Fun. So Sunday Service with Ola, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to bring it back. So follow Sunday Service with Ola on Instagram or Sundays with Ola on Twitter to be uh, in the know when the tickets drop. Sunday Service is an amazing show. I saw a T-shirt recently where someone said, I've met God uh, and she's a black. She's black and a DJ. And at Sunday Service, we have a black female DJ. <laughs> nice. amazing. All, so. Yeah, all of our DJs are black women and they're dope as hell, man. So I dope. And then, I, even, I didn't even do it. Like, I didn't intend for it to be that way. Beautiful. But like... They, they've just been so amazing on the show and there's one time I tried one guy and he flopped so hard I was like my guy I can never call you back again I just <laughs> we need, cannot we need more lay DJs yeah. and the best DJ name I ever heard was Spinderella nice so yeah that's a dope name that's a dope name Salt and Pepper and Spinderella it's a dope name good luck with bringing it back thank you man thanks for coming on the show it's thank you bro show, right? blessings blessings absolutely dope You've been listening to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, hosted by Dane Baptiste. For more from Dane, go to danebaptiste.co.uk or follow him at DaneBaptweets. Our guest was Ola the Comedian. You can follow Ola on Twitter at Ola the Comedian. The show is produced by me, Howard Cohen. Follow me at the Howard Cohen. Thanks to Polly and Gelly. Hey, if you like what you've been listening to, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Thanks for listening, guys. And remember, question everything. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.